0: Welcome to the House Flipping HQ Podcast. This is Justin Williams, and this week, I discovered the secret to true happiness, and that's what we're going to talk about today, and it'll help you make more money as well. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ, HQ Podcast. Now, let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Justin Williams. Hey, what's going on everybody? Justin Williams here. Hope you are all doing awesome. I am extra excited today because we are going to Costa Rica. Yeah, We are heading, taking off tonight with the kids um, and with Tara. And then this, so this week will be family time. And then next week, the eight figure flipping group will be showing up and we are going to rock Costa Rica. Uh, It's going to be amazing. Super excited. I will share more. Uh, of that with you guys while we're there. So stay tuned for that for some Facebook lives and some updates coming to you live from Costa Rica. Super excited. So today I, I want to share something with you. Um, I think I have come across the secret to true happiness. So here, here's the deal, right? We, we work hard we, to make money, create systems, um, so that we can be happy. But the truth is sometimes people don't find happiness in those things. And sometimes people aren't happy, um, you know, until they get there. And, and that's what life's all about. I'll tell you right now, if you cannot learn to be happy before you make a lot of money, you'll be miserable with your money. Uh, it won't, it won't matter. It It will not matter. Okay. Let me repeat that. If you cannot learn to be happy right now in the current situation and state that you are in, then you will not be happy when you have money. Now, don't get me wrong. Being poor sucks. Not having freedom sucks. When you're struggling to pay the bills, like that's not good. It's not good on your marriage. It's It's difficult. So making money can be a huge blessing. But the more that you can learn to enjoy the journey, enjoy life, have the right perspective, the better off you're going to be now and while you're working towards, you know, making those millions or whether you're already there. And then when you have that money, it's going to be 10 times better. So um, anyway, hope hope that makes sense. So a little bit of a backstory here. So I, uh, you know, in the, the LDS Church, Church of Jesus Christ of, of Latter-day Saints, also referred to as the Mormons, of which uh, I am a member of. Uh, we have these things called callings. It's basically where you volunteer your service or you get an assignment, better yet. You don't necessarily pick, you know, you're, you're given an assignment in the church. It's it's non-paid. There's a non, the clergy that's non-paid clergy. And um, each member has has an assignment. It's basically a, a service that, that they give, right? So up until recently, I have been um, over the 11-year-old Um, for, for scouts and and the youth group of the 11 year olds, my wife, Tara is called the, the, uh, uh, primary president, which means she's over all of the, the kids in our congregation or ward as it's called who are 11 or, or younger, or I guess it's, uh, she's not over the ones that are like super young, right? Like the three to, to 11 year olds. So anyway, um, and I was recently giving a new a new calling, and my new calling is called gospel doctrine teacher, which means um, every week or every other week, because I have someone that I that I work with on this, um, I am in charge of teaching a lesson from the the scriptures. We're currently studying the Old Testament and the Bible, and I'm in charge of coming up with a lesson. And it's uh, I'm excited for this new calling that I've received because uh, it just helps. I, I'm 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 a big fan on not just studying marketing and business and all that, but your, your spirituality, I believe without that, the other stuff um, doesn't really matter, but maybe that's another, another podcast. We can talk more about that, but uh, so I'm really excited and it's been huge. I feel like uh, I've been working a lot on, on my spirituality and, and things like that recently. So it's been a huge blessing and it's continued to help me reach my goals in that area, become more familiar with, with the Bible, be more reflective On things in life um it's been really cool so I taught my first lesson this past Sunday and first of all before I go into like what I really want to talk about I have to say did you guys know that even in the Old Testament they had to figure out systems and delegation um Moses after being in the 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 wilderness right he was in the wilderness for however long and Jethro his father-in-law comes to him and Moses is judging all of these people and his father Jethro is basically like Moses what are you doing you cannot do this it's going to kill you <laughs> why are you you're doing all this work you're judging all these people and this is in Exodus 18 if you want to check it out I was going to read uh read it but it's It'll be it's pretty long, and there's other things I want to talk about too. So, but basically says why you know you're you're all day every day people are coming before him and he's making a judgment and Jethro basically said Jethro must have been a pretty wise dude, but because he's going to you know Moses the prophet you know all these amazing things and and he's taking counsel from him and Jethro was like you can't do this like you cannot do this um you need he basically said you need a system and you need people to help you implement that system basically <laughs> but what he said is like you need you need laws you need you need rules. You need you know that's commandments. You need you need these things, a system for the people to follow, and then you need to assign or appoint people who who you you trust. Basically, are God fearing men that can um, then help you carry these things out. So, anyway, I just thought that was so cool that even back in the Old Testament times, people like Mo Moses had to delegate and create systems. And I've been telling you, people, you gotta do it. Um, not to go off another tangent, but recently I've heard a couple of podcasts I listened to yesterday where we're talking about, it's, it's not the what, it's not the, uh, not the how, but the who, right? So not how can somebody, it, who is the person that, that can do that? Um, so it's all about creating a system, whether that person helps you create a system or you create that system on your own and then finding someone to do those things for you. Oh, you can get so much more done. Everyone's happier. And then you can focus on what you really need to do, like in Moses' case, like being a prophet and getting, you know, doing all the things, leading the children of Israel um, out of, you know, out to the promised land and all that fun stuff. So, okay, so what I mainly wanted to focus on today, so when I was teaching this lesson, there was so many things to talk about. I mean, there was like 20 chapters in the Old Testament that I was covering and full of all these, oh man, like it could have been like 20 lessons, right? And um, I had to really focus in on on one thing because I only had like forty five minutes. And I, the worst thing is to drop like twenty different like topics and say see you later, right? I'm like I want to have a big takeaway. What's the main idea? What's the big focus here? And as I was reading uh, these, these chapters and studying, um, and then then the my whole my whole week was surrounded with this lesson. Like I think it's what the lesson that God actually wanted me to learn. And hopefully, you know, there were some other people who got something out of it. And I hope you guys get something out of it as well is, you know, it took the, the children of, of Israel 40 years wandering in the wilderness before they got to their, their promised land. But when you study it out, it was only an 11 day journey. So for 40 years, they spent wandering when they could have gotten there in 11 days. Now, you know, I believe we all have things to learn, right? So, you know, it took took them a while, but it didn't have to take that long. So number one, if things do take us a while, that's okay. We can still keep going and we can still reach our promised land and your promised land for you. That might mean one of a lot of things, right? Uh Probably financial freedom is included in there. Spending more time with your family, probably giving back more to your community, spending um no, I spending to spend time with your family, going, going with your kids on to their school things and their trips, um, being a part of a, you know, a, a worthy cause, a, a charity. There's there's so many amazing and causes out there and so many needs. So what is like what is your promised land and, and being able to have that financial freedom and that system in your business is going to help you to to reach your promised land. But the number one thing. That kept the children of Israel from reaching that promised land. Over and over. After chapter after chapter. These miracles were performed. Time and time again. And what did they do next? They murmured. They murmured. So I looked up the definition. The definition of murmuring. So murmuring. Number one. Is what kept them from their promised land. Is what kept them from progressing. And so I've been. I've just been like. Um, really geeking out over over this whole topic of of murmuring so the definition of murmuring uh, when you look up in the, in the dictionary or um, you can get dif- different definitions but the definition is a subdued or private expression of discontent or dissatisfaction I'm going to read that one more time a subdued or private expression of discontent or dissatisfaction now I mean when you think about it like can you really blame the children, children of Israel? I mean, they were thirsty, right? Like, if I was thirsty, I would probably be complaining a little bit too. And it's not like they're we are thirsty. It's like a subdued, a quiet, like someone, man, I'm thirsty. Like, dude, why, why isn't Moses, you know, providing us with water? I mean, I know he can do it. Like, what the heck, man? Or, um, or, or food? Like, I need some food? Like, geez, give me some food, right? And then miracle after miracle is happening, right? But they're still. Like, murmuring. I mean, there's a way to go about getting something done, but we can complain about it and whine and cry and and gossip, or we can be a part of the, the solution, right? I mean, they, they could have gone to Moses and been like, hey, Moses, like, uh, you know, the, we're, we're hungry, obviously. Like, what can we do? You know, to me, the opposite of, of murmuring, as I thought about and pondered and been thinking about this past week, is is faith. Is belief is finding a way. If any of you have kids, you know what I mean. You know, there, there's the whining, and complaining, and murmuring. Oh, I'm bored. I want. What can I mean? <laughs> I've never heard that. Trust me, right? But uh, and the opposite is, hey, what what can I do to help? You know, I see we need we need something to get done here. How can I help? You know, having faith, having belief, being a part of of that solution. So I was thinking and pondering a, a lot about this, and then um, I, I went to the gym later on uh that 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 last week and i was listening to a a podcast of my good friend russell brunson who he started a new podcast called uh, book of mormon challenge which is also a faith-based podcast and he was talking about these guys named and lemuel that they talk about in in the book of mormon and first nephi uh chapter two i think it was first verse 12 and there's guys named named Laman and lemuel who are always murmuring complaining against their brother nephi who is like you know, man of God, and and these guys says that they they murmured because they knew not the dealings of that God which hath created them. And Russell shared this story about this girl. You know, before he went on his you know LDS mission for two years, this girl that he he met and he fell in love with, and he thought he was going to marry when he got back. And um, you know, he goes on his mission. He's doing all these these good things. He's serving the Lord, and and serving and giving and doing all these things, right? and then she dear johns him not only did she dear john him but she uh told him hey i we're getting like married like she has this guy that she's going to marry and russell didn't find out until he got this letter while he's on his mission so he's just distraught he's like god like why would you do this to me like i thought this was this was the girl of my dreams i thought we were gonna get married i thought all these things like and he's like why like i'm doing all these right things and and so, I mean, he went and talked to his mission president. He was supposed to talk to him anyway. He didn't just go talk to him. Hey, I got a dear John. It's like he was talking to him and the mission president, I guess, found out. And, and so, you know, you'll find, you'll find the, the answer in, in the scriptures. So I don't recall um, if Russell found that right away or, or what, what the situation was. But I do know that he mentioned that recently um, he was reading, he was reading the, the scriptures and he came across that verse that I mentioned. They, they knew not the dealings of that God, which with hath, hath created them. And, and it like hit him like really powerfully as he looked at his life since that time like at the in the moment when he was in that moment he didn't know why he was going through these things but several years later looking back at his life and he came home from his mission he met Colette they got married they now have five amazing kids he's created you know been a huge influence in you know creating click funnels and, and the online marketing world and I'm um, just being a uh influence for positivity and Anyway, if any of you know Russell, you know he's he's an amazing person He's done amazing things, and a lot of that is due to um his his wife and his amazing family and, and the things that he's done since that time. But in that moment, he didn't know. Um, but God did know. Um and so once again, Laman and Lemuel were murmuring because they knew not what was going to happen. And if you know the story of Nephi and his family, you knew that they came to this promised land and he was commanded to do all these things that if he did not do, they would have been his family would have been destroyed and not uh, been able to do all the amazing things that they did. So w- whether you believe in in God or the universe or whatever it is, like you have a plan, like there's something that is is great for you. You know, I I have a lot of um podcasts that I'd like to create in my mind. There's like I think of like 10 every day. Um but one of them is something to the degree of how uh failing uh, my first business made me a multimillionaire or, or something like that. And You know, in in the time, in the moment, with everything that we went through in that first satellite dish business that we had with the employees and the partnerships and all the things that did not go right, that weren't working out, selling in the sun of Bakersfield, living in the quote-unquote bachelor pad with our son sleeping in the closet. I mean, if I would have just murmured and complained, which I'm sure there was a little bit of that, right? But if I would have continuously done that and let that get to me, I would not have been able to progress and someone else had a bigger plan, you know, they knew that I needed to go through those things to learn the things that I learned so that I could be here, you know, talking to you guys today. And if we would have just kind of gotten by in that business, if things would have kind of worked out instead of ended up in the spot that we were where things were going, I maybe just would have been okay with just kind of getting by and wouldn't have been able to have the same influence and growth that that I've been able to. And now those are things I can talk to you about I can talk to my my kids about. And they can learn from rather than like, oh yeah, it was easy. I just did this thing and made a lot of money. That's not really how it works. But we have two choices. You know, we can choose to uh, rise up and take the challenge. I always say there's there's two kinds of people. There are people who find a way and there are people who find a way to not, you know, to, to make things not work. People find a way to make something work and other people find a way to make it and not work this they, they can complain and murmur and whine oh this doesn't work because of blah 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 I used to be able to get a lot of deals on the MLS and and now I can't or oh this person wants it's like can go on and on and on it's, it's all perspective it's all in your attitude you know perception is reality so I want to share you know personal experience last week was my parents 40th anniversary um first of all you know to them congratulations you guys are amazing I wouldn't be anywhere without you and you've been such a great example to me of of just you know pure love and service and in your marriage so you guys are amazing um, and it was awesome so all our family got together and we went to Catalina It's something my, my mom wanted to do with everybody we've been planning it for a year and we had we had a great time uh, for the first couple of days were awesome we stayed there for three days and then the third day we were kind of all talking about what we wanted to do and uh, we decided it to be really fun to rent some some golf carts, and you know, Catalina's it's cool, but there's kind of like a party scene, and then like there's also another scene that's just like beautiful and amazing. And you kind of rise up and you go up into the mountains. And Tara and I were talking about this analogy too, going into the mountains. as I was preparing for my lesson and in, in Mount Sinai and Moses going up to the mountain, and it's pretty amazing because it's like you have that kind of party scene, you go up to the mountains and you see all this beautifulness, and Catalina looks like a totally different place, you have a totally different outlook um, and perspective. And so we wanted to take our our kids up. You know to experience this and have everyone else go and experience this as well and so we can we go to the go-karts and not the go-karts the uh golf carts right and before there was like plenty of of golf carts and for some reason we showed up and and they were all gone and we're like oh wow like so so we asked them how long is it gonna gonna take or actually we got we got in line and all of a sudden the line stopped moving and we're like, oh, why is the line stop moving, right? And so, so you know, me, like, I'm not one to just sit back and, and stand in line. I'm like, do do what's going on? So I ask the people in front of me, hey, why isn't? Do you guys know what's going on? No, they have no idea. So I go all the way up to the people who are next in line, and I say, hey, do you guys know like what's going on? They're like, no, like no one's really telling us anything. They said we would have to wait half an hour. I'm like, well, did they tell you like, hey, how to do it? You can come back, you put your name in, or whatever. And they said, no, no one's like they closed the window and just aren't even saying anything. So it's okay. So I go up there, <laughs> knock on the window, doo, doo, doo you're like yeah well, you know what do you want you know and i said hey what what's so what's going on here um you know is it, there's no golf carts obviously like how long is the wait going to be and she's like okay well for for you guys because we had a party of like 18 and there's a few people in front of us she's like i don't totally know but it's probably going to be a couple hours i like, Oh wow okay a couple hours you know and we only had like you know a couple hours left on on the island or a few you know three hours and we had some other things we wanted to do so I said, okay, it's well, kind of kind of a bummer. We got all the kids, like got everything ready. We've had a great trip. We're excited to go up on the up higher. And I said, okay, that's okay. We, you know, we're let's have a good attitude about it. We have all these babies and all the like all these things that we gathered up. Um, and I said, um, okay, can we like put our name down and you guys let us know? And she said, no, we don't, we don't, we don't do that. I'm like, oh, okay. And so that was kind of um, frustrating. Like I was like, well, isn't that like. It's like, is there a reason why you don't do that? It's like, yeah, we had problems with it before. And, you know, I was being a little snarky. And I was like, well, this is a problem. Like, there's this huge long line of people who don't know what's going on. No one's communicated them. Like, it's she's like, no, that's not a problem. That's an inconvenience for you. But that's not a problem. And I was like, I was just, like, so mad. I was like, okay, whatever. So one by one, people in my, my family just start saying, yeah, we're good. Like, we're not going to do this. And all these people that were really excited to do this and – um anyway, they just kind of started to drop out. But I knew that Tara really wanted to go. She really wanted to take our kids up and and do this, right? So anyway, everyone else left. And all of a sudden, like, know, like a couple of golf carts came, but they weren't six seaters. They only had four and six seaters. So um, our whole family couldn't go because there's five kids, five people total in our family, including Tara and I, three kids and Tara and I. And so I said to Tara, I was like, well, I don't, why don't you just go? I'm good. Like, I wanted Tara to be able to go. I knew she wanted to go take the kids up and and do this golf cart ride right and um so we get up to the line like that's the plan she's going to do it and they're like okay we need we need your license and for whatever reason she didn't have her license with her she left at the hotel room and um so i tara and i were kind of reading each other's minds i'm like okay whatever i'll just i'll show my license i'll sign for it and then we'll go around the corner and i'll give tara the golf cart and she can drive the kids up right though Probably not, you know, what we should have done. But it was like, hey, we've been waiting a long time. We knew if we got online. line. These people had horrible systems, horrible. It's like they had a monopoly on the golf cart, so they didn't really care. And they were kind of rude and whatever. So I was like, whatever, you know. <laughs> so we go around this corner, and Tara and I meet up. And then this guy comes rolling up on his golf cart. And he's like the golf tri- cart, like patrol police, right? And he's like, what are you, you know, what's going on here? And I think he thought that we were all going to get on, which, which we weren't. I was just going to swap with her. And so he's like, are you the one saying to Tara? Like, who's the one who signed for this? And I'm like, me. He's like, so what, why is she on there? And I'm like, oh boy. So anyway, we, you know, we were honest about it and, um, he was nice, but he was saying this stuff about, you know, the, the sheriff departments right around the corner or whatever. And like, I'm like, we going like, to go to jail in Catalina or what's going on here? <laughs> you know, like, like, we're good. And anyway, he, he realized we were nice people and he, he was nice and he was apologizing for the way they treated us, all this stuff. Yeah. And, um, so anyway, uh, I tell Tara, Hey, let me, let's go back and get your license and go sign for it. But I don't know if she was embarrassed or just kind of over it by now or just like whatever. Right. So she's like, no, I'm good. And I could tell she was good. And I didn't want to argue with her. So I'm like, okay, so now I'm, I hop on, I'm with the kids. Right. And I have, um, I'm just, I'm just like fuming inside, right? Like I was so mad. I was so angry And so I had this hour long golf cart ride and just driving around and this opportunity that I had to, I could have spent this time with, with my kids and just really like this end part and really enjoyed it with them. For the most part, we were with family for the the other part of like the rest of the family. And I could have just really been with them and enjoyed that moment. And instead I was just boiling inside. It's like I was on the outside. I was kind of looking like I was happy, but I, I wasn't, I was totally in my head, not really paying attention to them. And just fuming and I just kind of in my mind, like I had this story of what had happened in these people and how horrible their service was in their system and they didn't know what they were doing. And I had this story of like when I got back, how they were going to be like, I even avoided, I went all around the town and got lost like three times because I did not want to drive by them again. Because number one, I didn't know what they were going to say, or but I also just didn't want to see them like, oh, they're, oh, they're so hor- such horrible people. This is the story that I had in my mind. And I was driving around and the story just continued to build and build. And I even literally, like, when I got, when I was about to get, I was like, okay, when I get back, I'm sure they're going to say all this stuff and, like, ask me all these questions and I'm just going to, like, rip into them. And I had this story in my mind of how, like, I was going to put them out of business. Like, it was a story in my mind, right? Like, I'm just being honest. It's embarrassing to talk about it, to tell you the truth. But how, like, I was going to, like, picket their their thing if I had to and give them all these bad reviews and don't mess with me. I've got an online presence, like all this all this crazy stuff, right? And about 10 minutes before we got back, um all of a sudden I started thinking about my my lesson for that I that I did on this past Sunday that I was going to teach the next day. And I started thinking about the children of Israel and their murmurings and because in my mind I couldn't understand how the children of Israel could murmur and complain. Um, after being so blessed so much, like how they could turn, like those guys are punks, right? And part of that's because hindsight, we know the story. We know how it ends up. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my heart was so hardened. I wasn't happy. My My kids, I'm sure, weren't, they could feel that energy. They could feel what was going on. Um, so I kind of ruined that moment for them. And it just hit me. And it took a minute You know, because I went back and forth a little bit, because I was like, oh, you know, the little angel and devil on my shoulders, (laughs) like you see in the cartoons. And bit by bit, my heart started to soften a little bit. And it was almost like joke was on me, because who was the miserable one? I was the miserable one. Who was the one who wasn't progressing in that time? It was me. And although I may not have been saying anything out loud, I was murmuring within. I was murmuring in my mind. It was the voices in my head. It was the stories that I was going on about these people, this and that. And the truth is like, those people are just doing their job. They were just working and doing their thing. And you know what? Maybe their systems weren't perfect. Maybe they don't have business training. Maybe they don't get paid a lot. Maybe they're tired of all these tourists coming to their island and just like (laughs) making it (laughs) mayhem. I, I don't know. But I did know that I had control over me. And the way I felt and how that could have affected other and how that can affect other people. So I had a change of heart. Um, and in that moment, like I just went from feeling hatred and anger and frustration to feeling joy and love and, and peace and forgiveness. And then, you know, the last ten minutes with my kids was better than the whole rest of the time. And um and then I, you know, I showed up, I found Terra, terror, terror was totally oh, so so I dropped off the thing. And you know what they said? They smiled at me. And they said, "So did you have a good trip?" And I said, "Yeah, we did." <laughs> um, and it was like, wow, like the story that I had in my head was just so off. And then uh, I I went and found Tara, and she was totally good. I mean, she's like, "Yeah, I took a few minutes, just kind of like be on my own." Yeah, I, you know, I was a little upset, and and she had a change of heart, and she's like, "You know, we yeah, we did something wrong. Like, okay, there we go. You know, we we we're gonna learn from this." and Not like this big, huge thing, right? But she's like, yeah, yeah, oh, well. And then we went and found everyone else, and I thought they were going to be all upset, and they weren't. Like, they were all good. And I could have come back if I would have had that attitude and just spewed it out uh, on everyone. Like, I could have ruined this entire trip, this 40-year anniversary that my parents, everything that they've done in this amazing 40 years, I could have, like, ruined that by just having this toxic, negative attitude uh, but luckily, um, you know, for whatever reason, I was blessed and, and able to have that change of heart. So I'm mean, ever since then, I've been thinking about this lesson more and more. And, you know, it's like, okay, I can travel in the wilderness for 40 years, something that could take me 11 days, or I can uh, just stop, stop murmuring, stop complaining, stop whining. You know, in this business or in any business, like we are basically saying, hey, sign me up for problems. I want to buy problems because you know what? If there were no problems in business, everyone would get paid minimum wage and then would be complaining about that. And we'd be living with our parents, right? Like when you buy problems, when when you solve problems, that's how you get paid the big bucks. But if, in your mind, you you know it's a big mind game if you if you're murmuring and complaining all the time instead of just focusing on the solution like you cannot focus on the problem and the frustration and the fear and the anger and the and have that heart and heart and murmur and whine and complain and be focused on faith and the solution and how to make things better you cannot focus on those two things at the same time you know we all know that person who you don't even want to go with you on a trip or be a part of a certain group or anything because they complain and whine and cause drama, right? Like, focus on the solution, focus on faith, focus on moving forward. Every time you have an issue or a situation or a problem come up in your life, how quickly can you move past the hardening of the heart, the frustration, the anger, and move towards the solution? Now, don't get me wrong, I am not saying at all. That this means if someone in your business like does something they shouldn't do, like they should not uh, be talked to. Like, yes, like the way that you are able to not have these feelings of frustration or these murmurings is you have direct conversations. You know, you you discuss these things. You work them out. You have boundaries without boundaries creates anger, frustration, animosity. You have these things. You talk about these things. It's very important but you do it uh, w- with love. You don't do it in a way of murmuring and just complaining. Like, that's not helpful for anyone. If you got to fire someone, you fire someone. If you've got to you know, have a one-on-one and discuss what was wrong, you do that. But it's the murmuring. It's the complaining. It's the whining. It's the, like, that. your joke's on you. Like, joke's on us if we do that. And I have had my fair share of murmuring, and I'm sure I still will. But I, I want to improve that. I want to change that. Not only because, like I mentioned, like, it will make you a lot more money. It will. Because you're not going to be focusing on all the negativity. You're going to be focusing on producing and making money. You know, there's so many times in my business where uh, we lose a chunk of money. And I could do a podcast just talking about every time I've lost money. I mean, it would, it would go on for years. But like, actually, there's something that happened last night that I'll share. But every time we've lost money or made a mistake. And it's like if I the every second that I focus on that loss or the negativity from that loss... Is time is a second or is moments that I am not focusing on producing? If my time is worth whatever thousands of dollars per hour, whatever, whatever. I mean, it's different for everyone, and it's up to you to push that limit, right? If I spend an hour complaining and whining and focusing on oh the problem, blah 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 blah, instead of the solution getting more, that's another several thousand dollars that I that I'm losing, right? So how quickly can you? overcome those feelings of negativity the hardening of the heart the frustration the anger and move towards positivity move towards the the answer move towards figuring it out which may include talking to someone disciplining having a direct conversation whether it's with kids or employees or partners or whatever but be productive these whining complaining like all that, that does not help so not only will this make you more money but that's true happiness like the antithesis of murmuring because murmuring can mean so many things it could be murmuring and like talking to someone else and complaining and and kind of ruin like have you ever been in the group of people and you have like two or three people complaining and whining, and one person gives like a different spin and a different perspective like a positive and all of a sudden everyone's talking about something positive and they're enjoying their experience or their moment their or trip or whatever it is that they're doing like what person do you, do you want to be what person do you want to be around and and be that person and that is where like I believe like true happiness comes from is the, the opposite uh, of the murmuring, the opposite of the heart and heart, the the faith, the love, um, the the hope, the belief, understanding that, you know what, every struggle that I have, like God has something bigger in store for me. Every struggle, and I look back at every struggle that Tara and I have had, not only has it helped us grow, Oh, okay, it's it's made us it's ended up making us more money because we've allowed it to help us grow, and the larger your capacity is, the the more experiences you've gone through, the more hard times you've gone through, and then overcome, the larger your capacity is to make impact in the world, to to make more money, which allows you to make more impact, and it's just been crazy. Like I could draw this chart that shows like the down times, and it's like boing, right? It like springboards us, but it's not that easy. It's not like I mean, it's because we allowed it to it's because we got after because day after day after day we kept moving through the dirt through the mud we kept going and then eventually you keep doing that and and it, and it adds up and it grows and and it's this amazing thing and then you look back and it's like wow i mean it's it's easy to look back and have hindsight and, and see what has happened but the faith is the hard part you know believing that that is possible believing and having that hope and trust and continuing to push forward day after day that's what truly separates you know the boys from the men the girls from the women the the you know the people who who don't succeed the whiners the complainers the the the, some of the children of israel until they till they learn till they grew uh you know laman and lemuel from nephi like that's the difference so just you know think about that so one one other quick story here, uh, last night. So so we're going to Costa Rica tonight, um, and we're we're flying a red eye, which you know you guys know what that means. Basically, we're leaving at like twelve fifteen, which means technically, you know, we're getting to the airport tonight and everything. But technically, we're leaving tomorrow. And somehow, when Tara booked our flights, I mean, she's amazing. She does all these detailed stuff that I'm not good at, and it's we'd not be probably not be going on the trip if it wasn't for her. But she accidentally booked the flights for um for like today like Wednesday because like okay we're leaving Wednesday right so she didn't realize this till like nine o'clock last night she's like oh my gosh our flight is leaving in like a couple of hours a few hours you know and there's no way we could get to LA in time like park where we're gonna park and you're supposed to get there a couple hours early and all this stuff so literally like I mean I w- at first I was like oh let's go <laughs> we're gonna go right now right your kids, kids are going. missing school tomorrow um so but instead she gets on the phone and she she calls and first of all she's on hold for like 45 minutes it was crazy and she finally gets through and um you know she knew that there would be some cancellation, some costs or whatever and it ends up costing like we, we thought it was going to be at first like 150 dollars per person to reschedule if we could reschedule and all this stuff and um and, and then like a bunch of anyway it ended up ended up being three hundred bucks and some some sky miles but through this entire thing like it was kind of interesting like I wasn't phased at all I didn't blink i didn't i didn't even, i wasn't even i was just there and being like oh it stinks you know oh we'll, we'll get it figured out just and i'm not I'm not patting myself on the back I think this is um just after years and years i mean the old me you know years ago would have been pretty like i don't know upset is the right word like frustrated maybe a little like oh my gosh or like maybe maybe yeah I'm probably been a little upset with her you know like if I'm being honest um it's embarrassing to say but I probably would have been and and it was kind of cool to see like what we had gone through and to see that it didn't even phase me and afterwards like I didn't even like think that it should have phased me but it was more that she pointed that out and you know she just let me know like how much she appreciated me and like that I didn't even care or, or that I was totally okay with that and of, of course we got it all resolved and it's going to cost us whatever a few hundred bucks on some point and like, it doesn't matter like that money like does not matter if I would have been like upset and like getting mad at my wife and gotten this argument we could have gotten this argument like who cares about money if you're a jerk right <laughs> like if you don't have the right perspective and the love and your heart like who cares? Like money is really just fake in a way. I mean, I could go down a whole nother path of that. But it's like, what's true happiness? You know, it's what your, your heart I think of when I think of murmur, it's interesting, because I looked up two different n- definitions. And one of them has to do with your heart, you know, when you have like, an issue in your heart. And I'm like, Oh, wow, that's interesting. Because I, I don't know that it's like meant to be this way. But it really is like murmuring is really all about your heart like where is your heart um so anyways just really cool like hearing her feedback on that and her perspective like wow like you like anyway, it feels weird for me to say that she was like man you're you're so amazing you're so awesome right there's a part where I need to have her get on and say this because it's awkward like saying this about myself but <laughs> um but it just meant a lot to me and it just made me realize like kind of how, how far we've come through through all the challenges we've been through and it's like Dude, like I'm not phased by that. Like I'm not a day goes by where I don't make and lose money based on this and that and the other. And if, if you let that affect you, if like then like you're never gonna make a lot of money. You know, you're gonna keep making a little bit of money because you're so like dramatically impacted by the little losses that you made. You know, another podcast I was listening to yesterday, uh or the day before or something, it was saying like we're in the business and this wasn't just this wasn't a real estate investing podcast, it was just a business podcast. But it was saying we aren't, we're really in the business of compounding money. So if you think about it like that, like you can't compound money unless you're spending money, right? Unless you're losing money, if you will, right? Like, so some people look at that as a loss. I am losing this money. I'm spending this money. And other people look at it as I am putting this money out there with the hope, the faith, the belief, the, um, Hopefully, backed by some education and some, you know, calculated like risk, and with the hope that it will come back in a greater amount. So, like that's how you have to look at this business. I mean, if every time I planned on making forty or fifty thousand dollars on a flip, and I ended up making thirty, but I was so hung up on that ten thousand that I didn't make, and oh, that like my heart is like, I, I'm there's no way I'm gonna make the millions, right? So. I don't know, just free, like free yourself, right? And this is me talking to myself more than anything. Like I need to continue to do this too. That's how you break out of those glass ceilings, um, freeing yourself. Like don't focus so much on maybe how much you didn't make or what you maybe lost, but focus on what's possible. Focus on what you can do. Every second that you're focusing on the little things is gonna keep you from getting the big things. There's a lot of psychology, and I've talked about this before, and there's, there's books on it. I don't remember what the book is called. But <laughs> there's a lot of psychology on we put so much more value on that which we have versus that which we don't have. Now, I'm going to flip this on you. Like, my, from my perspective, like, you have everything. Like, the world, like, anything that is provided in this world, like, is, is yours for the taking. I mean, any amount of money you want, any kind of vacations you want to go on, any amount that you want to help someone like it's it's yours just because it may not be in your bank account right now or in your possession right now like it is yours okay but the interesting thing is psychologically most of us put so much more value on maybe the you know the, the money that we have in our bank account versus what we don't have or what we could have like there's studies on it right like if it, it, people have a lot, much harder time letting go of something that they currently possess, like if I had this thing, like you would have to buy it for me for like 10 times more than what it's worth versus if I'm going to buy it from someone else, like I'd pay a lot less, like anyway but like keep that in mind, right, like it's okay if you lose a little something to get something more, to get something bigger so, uh, anyway guys, alright, that's, I'm going to wrap this up, I didn't mean for it to be this long, uh, deep thoughts with Justin, you know, that's <laughs> how it goes. Um, but yeah, just remember that like murmuring, like catch yourself. Like when are you murmuring? You can murmur to others. You can it's kind of go like mumble, right? Of discontent. Like you can, uh, murmur in your mind. You can, there's lots of different ways that you can murmur. Um, but the opposite of murmur is what is going to help you be happy, which is the most important. And ultimately, it's going to help you end up making more money, too. Uh, because if you're focusing on those things, the truth is, perception is a reality. Like, we all create our own world. You're going to create this life of, of misery or, or kind of misery. Like, what level are you at? Like, how miserable is your life? And the truth is, it has nothing to do with the people around you. It has nothing to do with the people around you. It has nothing to do with your situation. It has nothing to do with how much money you have. It has, blame, blame, blame. You can blame all the people you want. The truth is, it has 100% to do with you and your perception and your perspective and the way you look at things and how much you're murmuring and versus focusing on on faith and focusing on on hope and moving forward and progressing and that is where you'll find the true happiness so anyway guys that's all i got for today i'm sure i could go on but that's all i got um yeah i'm excited we'll be in costa rica in in a few days. It's just crazy to think, I mean, this is a few years ago, Tara and I went there for our 10 year anniversary. And I remember being there and, and it was only a couple of years, like a year or two before that point that we even could travel at all, that we could even, you know, afford to do these things. And I remember just being there and being so grateful and thinking about how like our business was running on its own. And we got back and uh, it made me realize like, wow, like how much you can grow and scale a business and be so like minimally involved. And it was just it was crazy. But it all started with the belief and continue to push forward and pushing through the quote unquote harder times, which don't really have to be that, as hard um, if we're right in our mind you know, so. All right, guys, that's all I got. Have a great week. I will keep you updated from Costa Rica. Pura Vida. I love you all. If there's ever anything I can do for you, please feel free to reach out. Justin at HouseFippingHQ.com. And we will talk to you next time on the HQ podcast.